Hey there, my name is Janny and I'm the host of What's On Your Mind. I interview guests about their weekly musings and Wikipedia rabbit holes, like toxic beauty standards, or the impact of redlining, or bees. Whatever it is, we'll process it together. We'll all learn a little something and take another step in creating our own stories, all while adding another laugh line to your face. Welcome to 901 On The Mind, filmed live and in person at the Arcade Restaurant in downtown Memphis, Memphis's oldest cafe being founded in 1919. Thank you, Kelsey, Jeffrey, and your amazing restaurant for supporting this show. The purpose of this show is to provide a window into the variety of unique stories and voices that make up this city. We are Memphis, and we are so proud of our city, its people, its spirit, and the grit and grind of who we are. The views and opinions expressed on 901 on the Mind are those of the podcast guests and do not necessarily reflect the official values, perspectives, or positions of myself or Arcade Restaurant. Christy Mullen came to Memphis several years ago for an internship, and she's been here ever since. She fell in love with the city. She now currently works for New Memphis, and in this episode, she's going to share her own story as well as what makes New Memphis so special and what it offers to all of the amazing people that live in this city. Hey, Christy, what's on your mind? Hi, Janie. That is like, I love how you start your podcast with this Aww. question, but I'm, I always think, I'm like, what is not on my mind? Oh, fair. It's probably <laughs> an easier question for me to answer. Um, no, what's on my mind is uh, super exciting. I listened to Kelsey's episode today, which was so cool to hear about the arcade and the expansion. So that got my wheels turning about kind of what I wanted to talk about today and kind of share with you guys. So I am a Memphian by choice, not by birth. <laughs> I love how that. I like to say it. Uh, so I have been in Memphis, gosh, coming up on a decade. Uh, I moved here fresh out of college for an internship, actually with the Brooks Museum of Art. Wow, okay. Um, I studied graphic design and art history in college, and so my story kind of got started where I graduated at that weird time in December, right? It's not a normal May graduation. I graduated in December, so I was like, okay, I've got to get an internship. I've got to get my foot in the door in a museum wherever I can. I wanted to be an art historian. That was my goal. And so I like am looking everywhere. Well, at this point in time, nobody had any left, but the Brooks had one in their development department because I don't know if anyone listening knows, a lot of museums do operate as nonprofits. So they often have development or advancement or fundraising depending departments. And so I was like, I know nothing about what this is, but I'm taking it. It's going to get me where I need to go. So I had been to Memphis once my senior year of high school had not been to Memphis again until I moved here uh, for my internship at the Brooks uh, but moving here I never knew a lot about the nonprofit world uh, now places like U of M University of Memphis uh, they have degrees in nonprofit management yeah I know right? isn't that cool it's so cool but I mean back in my day yeah. <laughs> I don't think that existed and if it did I had no idea um, and so I didn't know that this world existed until I moved to Memphis, started working in development at the Brooks, and I was like, wow, there are people whose job this is. Like a nonprofit isn't just like this group of ragtag people who like want to have a mission and they want to make this thing happen. It is an actual entity and within itself. So the Brooks kind of opened my eyes to that. And I kind of just fell in love, not only with the city, but with the nonprofit world in general. Um, and just 
I'm a very mission-driven person, which I have learned about myself the more I go out. Like, I love a cause I love, and I will put everything into that. And so the Brooks was a great starting point because, obviously, I did want to be an art historian until I found out that this nonprofit thing existed. Um, and somehow, the Brooks could not offer me a full-time position at the time. I worked for them for around two-ish years doing, like, part-time jobs and like inter they were trying to find and stick me at any place they could stick me to keep me around I used to house it and dog sit for some of the staff that used to be there again this was a very long time ago (laughs) Um, but somehow Ronald McDonald House Charities of Memphis got a hold of my resume and so I again insanely powerful mission they housed the families of St. Jude Children's Children's Research Hospital and so I went there to work in development as well and kind of transitioned into marketing, back to what my degree is, right? I have a graphic design degree. Uh, I could never decide between art history, design. I love them both. How can I use these? Um, and so I worked for them for around five-ish years. And then uh, it was just time, you know, you get to a place where you love the mission so much. and But there's also a time where your growth, you have to also focus on, like, your growth and your career trajectory, right? Yeah. And so New Memphis had a position open, and drumroll please, that is where I am now. (laughs) So I don't want to like spend too much time on my story because the New Memphis story is one that's so powerful, but I say all that to say, Memphis itself is such a philanthropic city. It really is. It is truly, we've been ranked before. I know in 2017, 2018, I haven't looked in a hot second, but I know we continue to list high. I don't think, I don't know if we're number one in the last year or so, but we still are very high on that list of charitable cities. And so New Memphis, not, sorry, not New Memphis, but Memphis has just this landscape, right? This powerful landscape of people wanting to make a difference. And for every problem that Memphis may have, because we're not a perfect city, I think everyone is willing to admit that. Right. But for every problem this city has, there is an organization or organizations and people fighting to help that problem and solve it. So that's what I do every day with New Memphis is I, I'm still in the nonprofit world, uh, but I work as the creative communications manager for New Memphis. So I get to marry my art of uh, my love of art and just mission driven work in what I do. So I love that so much. Thank you. I It's so funny, like, you know, you're. Your like professional development story is one that I feel like more people need to hear that trajectory of just like you studied what you were passionate about and then you just kind of, you know, followed these random doors that opened to you without, you know, having everything just like cemented of just like, okay, this is the path forward. And look at you now. You're just like in something that's, I feel like, so perfectly suited for you. Thank you so much. That's so nice. Um, (laughs) But no, truly. And I think We work a lot with collegiate students, which I'll get into in a minute. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) But to be fair, and you speak about it when I know you did your TED Talk and things about this, figuring out what you want to do at such a young age. And yes, I love art and I knew I wanted to make money being a creative and design made sense at the time. But I was like, how do I make that a passion though? How do I turn that into a passion? And you kind of just learn as you go. And I'm sure you have this experience as well. Like just let life take you a little bit. You don't have to have the next, I will say I got very lucky. I kind of just, life has been very good to me in a career way. Uh, What I need always seems to find me. Mm. You know, like a good book, when you go to a bookstore and you just find that random book on the shelf, you're like, I'll give this one a shot and it ends up being like the best thing you've ever read. 
that's kind of how I feel about my career. It's kind of, I've given things a chance. I didn't know, again, development was a thing. I didn't know raising money to make a mission possible was a job. And it was just something I was like, okay, let's try it. And I was like, okay, you're, you're not so bad at this. Like, how can you like keep this going on? And yeah. so um, thank you for saying that. I you're think welcome. it's important for people to know that you don't have to have it all figured out. To You definitely don't have to figure have it all figured out to make it in Memphis. No, you definitely don't. No, because like this city is kind of what we do at New Memphis. And the mission of New Memphis is more sternly is to develop activate and retain talent but I know people listening are probably like, what is what does that mean <laughs> like what does that mean though and yeah. I'm like no worries I know why you're asking basically we believe that the most I believe and New Memphis believes that the most important asset our city has is its people the people that call this city home um this city we're nothing with any city, Memphis included, is nothing without the people that live, work, and play here. And so what New Memphis strives to do is to transform our city and continue making our city progress towards the better by developing the talented people we have right here. Um, I know you're in our fellows club. I am, yeah. (laughs) So we do that in a a number of ways. Uh, We have our professional development work which uh, is honestly runs the gamut of professionals because we are just now launching a cohort-based program for our collegiate students as well called Accelerate. That's awesome. Um, Let's hear about that. Yeah. So Accelerate is really, we've been doing the launch work for a while, which is our collegiate work focused towards getting young people in our city, either even if you're from here, if you're just here for college, getting them connected. We know that a key indicator of landing a job is developing a network. Mm. Such a Boeing word. I hate the word network. So I was like, oh, network. <laughs> yes, what's a network? That's so fancy. <laughs> and I'm like, no, a network is, is truly just getting connected. I know as the first college grad in my family, I didn't have those connections. And so that is what Launch is striving to do, is level the playing field of securing an internship and turning that into people wanting to retain the young talent in Memphis. Which is exactly what happened to you. Yeah, exactly. And Launch wasn't even around when I needed it. And so Accelerate was birthed from that because of our, you know, we do professional development, which I'll talk a little bit about later. But Accelerate, we realized that some students need more hard skills. You need more, res- you need a resume, you need a headshot, you need to, some people need to know how to network, right? I had no idea, I still don't know that I quite frankly know how to network the right <laughs> we way. We network in our own self-defined like, way of networking. Uh, I'm an awkward networker, so if you've ever networked with me, I apologize. <laughs> but um, that's kind of the thing though, is like teaching these skills that when you're in college you don't think about needing, you truly don't think about the need to know how to network, how to make connections. You don't know what careers necessarily exist. You could, you could think, hey, I want to be a business major. I want to work at Nike. Needless to say, you don't know what all Nike has available. So we give that opportunity, right? We like basically bust down that door of opportunity and like, come on over here. We're going to set you with this panel. I'm using Nike as an example because they're a wonderful sponsor of ours. But it's like, come to this thing and meet these people that do this work every day. It kind of gives a more casual atmosphere for these students to really learn what's happening. 
So we're actually accepting applications right now. So if anyone listening to your podcast is, is a college student, I don't know how your demographic skews, Janie. You're so I'm all, cool. Oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> I have all kinds of listeners. So definitely people exactly. that, could, that could apply yeah, or for this. Or if you have college age kids, know a college student, visit newmemphis.org. Uh, the Accelerate program is accepting uh, anyone that's a college student. So, uh, well, we're accepting applications. It'll only be a cohort of around 30. So, uh, But the fun thing is it'll happen more and more. Uh, and so that's our work with collegians. And then we are, what we're known for as New Memphis the most is our Embark Fellows and LDI programs. Yes, and I was going to say, <laughs> as a fellow fellow, yes. I can only talk highly of this program. I've loved it so much that I've nominated people that I know to these programs. I'd love to too. hear it. Uh, this is where you do you have a clap button. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's what I always want. Always. I'm like, I just need a walking applause that, button. That's why you need a soundboard. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's somewhere on GrudgeBand. Yes. I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what we have started is our professional development work spanned from young professionals all the way to executive level leaders, starting with Embark. It aptly named because it's when you're embarking on your career. Uh, we don't really like to put an age range. We usually say like 20 somethings. It's more about the level you're at in, within your career. So you, I love that. You just launched your career. You're figuring it out. You're trying to find your fit in Memphis. You're trying to figure out how to make connections. You're trying to figure out how to time manage because Lord knows that was hard <laughs> to figure out as a young professional because I want to do all the things all the time and I can't. So Embark, really, it's led by our wonderful um, Embark manager, Kalinda. Uh, people love her. I love Everyone Kalinda. Everyone who has gone through the program loves her. I love her. Uh, but we really take these people that are new into the workforce. Uh, let's say you're around five-ish years, three to five years into your career. You know, you've, you've been there long enough. You're figuring it out, but you're still a brand-new young YP. Someone called it a Yopro the other day on our social, and I would give you credit if I could remember who you were. But I was like a young professional, yeah, young professional like Yo Pro. And I'm like, I'm not cool enough. Yo Pro. Add that to your, <laughs> your lingo vernacular. dictionary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. But these young professionals need that help. So that's what Embark strives to do is it teaches you all about yourself and about how to manage the work you're doing and also how to be a leader in Memphis. That seems like a good point for a break. Time for some ads. If you know Jenny at all, you know that she's obsessed with her pup, Oliver. And now that we've arrived, we have two fur babies, Bahu and Oliver. They're both special little creatures with their own personalities and own diets. Oliver is allergic to everything in the world. Bahu is a super high energy pup that needs quite a bit of protein in his diet. After a lot of experimentation and many vet visits, we were given the chance to sample some of Forza 10's food. Oliver now uses the Grain In Active line, which is chicken-free and great for digestive health. For Bahu, we're going to try out the Grain-Free Legend line. Forza 10 has a top selection of premium, gourmet, science-based, wet and dry food for both dogs and cats, designed to address just about every condition your pet might encounter. Try Forza 10 for your dog or cat today and use the code JANNY10 at checkout for $10 off. That's F-O-R-Z-A, the number 10, USA.com. And now back to the show. It's incredible. I love that you're doing that for people that are in that portion of their yes. career because I think it's I think those people get forgotten sometimes because it's not like you're looking for a job. Right. You're already in your job, but how are you going to get there, you yes. know? if you don't have these types of support systems early in your career. That's a perfect way to say it. It's truly like 
a look forward. Yeah. It's trying to take you to the next step. You are a young professional. You are leading in Memphis already just by the work you're probably doing, no matter what kind of work you do. I'm not talking about just organizational nonprofit work. The businesses, the foundations, all of the people that put in work to make this city better every day. Or entrepreneurs. business to the city. Entrepreneurs is a, yes. Like, it's, Embark, all of our programs, actually, they're for everyone. Any professional in this city, it's for you. And so Embark kind of leads into what you're doing now, the Fellows Program, which we kind of define as being for mid-career leaders. Um, again, that's someone who's been in their career for a good 10 years. They're, they're not at the executive level position yet, but they've been in their career. They know what they're doing. They love what they do, but they want to expand upon that. They want to take what they are doing and really turn that love for Memphis into action and leadership within our city. And so I would love, honestly, since you're here and a fellow fellow, like I would love to hear you speak about your experiences because what I have learned is I can talk about my love for fellows all day <laughs> and sell it as a new Memphis yeah. supporter and worker. But hearing it from the actual people doing its perspective is always just so much more yeah. impactful. I mean, I would love to share. I mean, I will say, I mean, you know, we joked about that word network yes. and kind of how, you know, bougie it can seem. <laughs> but what I love about the new Memphis is that it's like a friendly, informal, like complete loving network. <laughs> like it's, it's these really amazing, genuine connections that come out of it. Yes. And I feel like every single person in my cohort, you know, what everyone has a different perspective. Everyone does something a little different, you know, whether it's socially or politically, ideologically, you know, not everyone is the same that lives here in Memphis or that's even part of my fellows uh, group, but we all have value and everyone respects each other's values. And I have met some of the most amazing, interesting, passionate people in this city working in, you know, of course we have like the FedEx, the Nike and things like that. Um, But there are folks that are working in organizations that I had never heard of right. or positions or just doing things where I didn't know that you could do that. I mean, we have a we have someone from um, the Memphis firefighters in my cohort. Like, that is so cool to just be able to now know that, like, I am starting to really know the on-the-grounds people that live here in this community. And back when my partner and I didn't know where we were going to be, one of the first things I said to him was, no, I can't leave Memphis because I'm in my new Memphis, my, I'm in my fellows cohort, and I can't leave my cohort. I love if, if we did nothing else, we kept Jenny Rad in Memphis. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't understand. I have to finish the curriculum. It's required, so um, I can't leave. <laughs> I love that. Like, See, again, you just said it perfectly. Everyone's experience is different, inherently different, because we're all coming from different places. But the fellows program really embodies, all of our programs embody this, but fellows specifically being the longest experience we have Mm -hmm. in professional Mm -hmm. development, it really embodies that leading from every chair perspective. Yes, It takes leadership from every section of our city to not only just make Memphis thrive and survive, but to exceed those expectations. Like I was on a, it wasn't a podcast or anything, uh, a clubhouse. That's what it, I was like, it's something new. But uh, Milton Howery was hosting it, who works with Memphis yeah. Travel. And somebody referenced that, you know, for so long, it's like we're, you know, it's somebody else has said this, but they're like kicking the bucket. Like Memphis is just trying to get to the next step. And now we're like, we're here. Yeah. Like Memphis has grown 
so much and we are changing and evolving constantly and it takes those leaders from every seat in this city to continue to impact it yeah so that leads into okay fellows kind of works to get you that you learn so much about yourself you take the mbti's and your disc assessments and things that our program leads could talk so much more about <laughs> christina who is leading our fellows oh, work. i love her she is probably listening to this now like christy you don't know all the tests we do i'm like you are correct <laughs> but like you know the community action project piece of that yeah. work that gets you inundated in the community which i'm um, doing now with the uh yeah. the humane society of memphis and shelby county Yay. it is awesome another <laughs> applause button moment <laughs> um, but that kind of leads the fellows program is again that mid-level section of professional development you know who you are as a professional at that point but you still want to make strides and that kind of leads into our third and final like realm of the professional development sphere in terms of that is the LDI which stands for the leadership development intensive this is for your senior executive level leaders like they're the big dogs at the top right yeah. but the thing is like every every true and good leader knows you are never finished learning. Mm. The learning is never done. And so the LDI is literally like a three-day experience. They, the people that are in the LDI, the senior level, executive level, they get together at a Memphis hotel, usually, and for the weekend that they are in the thick of learning about their leadership style, evaluating how they manage their employees, those things that you really have when you start to manage a team and are working at the top rung of the ladder. Yeah. Um, because that comes with its own unique challenges that I'm like, I don't know because I am definitely not there. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, I, just, I can only imagine. So LDI really focuses in on that section. Um, and then this is a piece of leadership development, so I'm gonna put it in here. Uh, it's just a special niche group of people. We have professional development specifically designed for teachers. At That's New amazing. Uh, teachers in Memphis, unfortunately, are a big flight risk um, because being in the classroom is hard. Like I can. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't even really blame them. Years, right? <laughs> yeah. Like alone. Like they teachers have some of the hardest jobs in Memphis. And so what we were noticing is that. Teachers one to three years into their careers are the highest flight risk, mostly kind of anywhere, but in Memphis specifically. So what we strive to do was to make a program. We're like, okay, how do we change that? You know, they're going to teach. They're going to do schools. That's not really our wheelhouse. But we learned that teachers didn't feel connected to the space they were living. They didn't feel connected to Memphis. Um, a lot, of, or at least a lot of the teachers that were leaving yeah and so we work to change that we have a development program for teachers called stride uh, and we do work as well for teachers that are not in that program but in terms of the leadership development piece stride works to get teachers engaged with each other and also just engaged in their city to make that connection to this place because again teachers are working with students oh they're working with little people most of the time sometimes high school students yeah. i know it runs the gamut but to me i'm like i'm old now those are little people too. yeah but you know they're working with students and they really need access to their peers outside the classroom right and so new memphis brings them together in a cohort-based program i know you keep hearing me say that word cohort it means group it's a fancy word for a group of people in the business sector but a group um, of friends yes, professional friends yes, professional friends <laughs> like that's exactly what it is and so we bring these people together and they get to go around Memphis. They meet around Memphis to like the Dixon, to Shelby Farms. They did the canoe ride thing one night. I know it has a cuter name than that. I'm sorry, Shelby Farms, but it's like 
avoiding me right now. <laughs> um, kayaks and canoes, I think, or something like that. Uh, but they get to do those things while also experiencing professional development built just for them. Mm. Because, you know, they have a very different uh, set of things they need. Um, so that is our professional development work. <laughs> in a nutshell, which I know is a very extensive nutshell that I just went in. But uh, we also at New Memphis focus on outside of professional development, which I know is a big, big piece of our work. Uh, it's, of course, getting those leaders developed to make an impact in our city. We also realize that professional development isn't something everyone either is able to do, access, can access, or is ready for. So New Memphis also has levels of work, like our community engagement work. Yeah. Uh, so big events that you may have heard of or seen that you're like, oh, I know that event. I didn't know it was New Memphis. Uh, Exposure 901 that happens on 901 Day. Yeah, the one at the FedEx. Yes. FedEx Forum. We're doing okay. it again this year, guys. It's going to be a lot smaller because obviously the times we're living in. Yeah. Um, so it's going to take a little bit different scene, but it is on 901 Day at the Forum, 5 to 630. It's going to basically be like a cool party on the plaza, WYXR. It's going to come and DJ for us. Uh, I think it's DJ Spanish Fly, if i got to get specific. I love it. Um, yeah, and then the TED Talk is the TEDx Memphis is the other biggest. We do a lot of community engagement, but those two are the ones that people sometimes see, and they're like, I had no idea that was New Memphis that wow. puts that on. And I'm like, yes, it is. And it those, is are, those are actually <laughs> the two events that I went to Perfect. where I got exposed to New Memphis, and I was like, I'm going to do that fellas program. <laughs> It works. And that's like the point of our community engagement work, right? It's to, it goes back to the overarching like mission of New Memphis. We, yes, it's the fancy develop, activate, retain pillars of our mission. But how do you do that? You develop leaders in your city to get them involved. You activate them through things like community engagement, and you activate them through your programs. We act once these leaders go through our programs, they are then activated to go make this change in our city. And then when people feel connected to their city, guess what? You retain. They stay. and we recruit. Yes, and look, you heard it here first. We are the reason Janie Rad is still here. And I recruited my husband, who is now a Memphian. I'm become yes. I'm getting him to be call himself a new and Memphian. So all our programming, professional development, community engagement, it all works together to do this bigger thing, right? This bigger impact that is changing Memphis for the better. Because again, I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. The most important thing about the city is the people that call it home. I love it. Yeah. So if you're investing in those people, if you're investing in the people that do the work every day and put in the work in your city, Imagine if that was, if New Memphis could be everywhere, Yeah. right? And so we're just a small speck in the, the Memphis grand scheme of organizations here, like I said, that are truly making a change in our city. Um, but I'm so happy I get to be a small part of it, honestly. Yeah, that's how I feel too. And Christy, I just, I mean, you were saying that, oh, the New Memphis story is much more interesting than your story. Your story is also... <laughs> Uh, if not more important because that has made you who you are and now you are taking all of those perspectives and experiences that you had from your life and bringing them into New Memphis. So I think that you are adding a lot of value into the organization. I think the, the organization just lives off of, again, the, the people and the passion that make it. And I'm just incredibly thankful to be 
you know, have you not only on this show, but to be so plugged into the organization, to all of those events and just everything happening. And um, you all really do, you know, champion the people of this city. And I say that as someone who um, has been on the receiving end of so much of your love and support. So um, thank you, New Memphis. (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you so much. It's Again, these conversations, these stories, I think what you're doing with this podcast is so important because you are elevating that story of Memphis and you're elevating the organizations that are doing the work. I know you talked about the arcade before um, on the first episode, which is already aired. So (laughs) if you're listening to this one, go listen to that one too. Um, But just highlighting these Memphis assets that are putting in the work to make our city an amazing place. It's kind of awesome. Absolutely. Well, and um, we are running out of time. So if you want to learn, I know. If you want to learn. I could say so much more, guys. (laughs) Well, and and you can. And you guys can listen to Christy on her podcast. Where's your podcast and where can people find it? Yes, guys. We we run a podcast. Well, sorry, a radio show podcast. Thanks to our friends at WYXR. It airs every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. on 91.7. And you can also, we're syndicated now, so you can find us on all podcast apps. Primarily, I think we're on Spotify, Apple, and Stitcher. Awesome. Um, But it's called Meanwhile in Memphis, and I co-host it with our CEO, Anna Mullins-Ellis. Again, every Tuesday, drops at 8 live on WXR and at uh, 9.01 because we're clever on Podcast Network (laughs) that same day. (laughs) And uh, I was, I think I was one of the earlier episodes. I don't remember which number, but. You were before we were on Podcast Network. You're on there now. But you were before we were on Podcast Network. How fun. Well, I had such a blast recording with you all. And um, similarly, I love the mission of the podcast and getting stories out there and elevating the voices and stories that we have here in the city so thank you so much for being on this show i was so excited it was so fun i'm so glad (laughs) if you want to be on this show please send me a message a dm however way you want to contact me you can find me on janierad.com christy if people want to learn more about you or new memphis or anything else that you've mentioned today what is the best way that they can find you? Perfect. If you guys want to learn more about New Memphis, you can visit newmemphis.org. You can also follow us on all four major social platforms at The New Memphis. I actually manage our social media, so if you want to send us a message, I will be the one to contact you. <laughs> if you want to follow me, I'm not that entertaining, but if you want to, you can find me at Real Life Christy on Instagram. That's really the only one I use these days. Perfect. But yeah, thank you so much, Janie, for this thank opportunity. You. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Subscribe wherever podcasts are found. And of course, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you want to learn more about me, you can check out my website, jannyrad.com. That's J-A-N-I-R-A-D.com. Head on over to jannyrad.com slash podcast and click on support the show. Check out my Instagram at jannyrad.me. Love the podcast music? That's BK Williams. You can follow him on Instagram, Brian K underscore Williams 28. Thanks for listening.